0: Here we go, episode five of The Hibs Ramble. Myself, Craig, back again for another week with Liam. How are you, mate?
1: I'm not too bad, mate.
0: How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. But nice to get uh a wee recording earlier on in the week. Um, change. Yeah, Michael's working late tonight, so we've decided to to bring it forward a wee bit. How's your week been so far
1: anyway? Uh eh, not too bad, mate. I've been uh I've been hitting the gym Quite a lot recently. Try to shed some timber, eh? All about yourself? I say me. I'm back playing back at the
0: old kicky ball myself. We were through at uh, Falkirk on Sunday, one six five after being five two down. Scenes. <laughs> it's absolute scenes. And one thing I've learned about myself is never ever to shoot outside the box ever again because it trickles
1: each... towards the goalie. No, if
0: anything, mate. It actually went even higher over the bar with each shot yeah. I took. So I, I'm just gonna stick to stick to spraying it. Stick to the minute. lane
1: spray, mate.
0: Yep, exactly. Anyway, onto the talking, onto the
1: big matters at hand. See Wait, just before we get started. Yeah. Right. I've got a message for Down the Slope Podcast. I submitted a question to uh Down the Slope yesterday for the recording last night. Uh, and I listened to their podcast and I realised that I got the spelling of Greg and Ewan's name wrong. And I would just like to apologise to absolutely nobody. I'll spell your names how I want. And also, we would uh, we beat you in an Anchorman style um, battle. So that'll be that. It's squashed now. Podcast yeah. beef. is over. Unless uh, you want to reply to this. I felt
0: quite quite offended by how how little airtime I actually got. Like you and Michael got quite quite a decent mention. And you're uh, an afterthought,
1: Craig. To yeah, Greg. Greg was just like,
0: oh, Nah, I can easy easy cash. <laughs> I did. I did think that uh, Liam was probably the right choice for Vingerel, given that he was. Uh, oh yeah. He's the a sexiest main, of all of us. He was the main star of the, the Hibs home strip reveal. Yeah, for so sure. It's, it's, it's silly to try and fight with them on the, the attractiveness front.
1: And also, he probably. said that I would probably go on and win it all.
0: Yeah, he, would, he also he, did say that me. he also did say he didn't think that I looked that big when I seen him <laughs> in Perth. I don't know who
1: he was looking at.
0: He was maybe looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, because I might not be big up the way, but I'm definitely big out the way.
1: He sure is, Liam.
0: But, anyways, <laughs> on to the most important matter at hand: the late late show at Easter Road again on Saturday, two uh, two against Rangers. These uh, these late goals, apart from St John, so that's now St Johnston Hearts and Rangers, sort of thrown up, thrown thrown it back in the face of a lot of us. That thought this Hearts team didn't have a bit of character about them, a bit of dig about them.
1: Yeah. Um... Certainly different to last season. I think after the derby last-minute goal, I, I said to my dad, I went, I can't actually remember a a last-minute equaliser or a last-minute winner that we scored at all last season. So it's it's uh, maybe something that Lee Johnson has kind of installed in them to keep fighting towards a better end, and it's obviously paying off. I admittedly, we were against nine men, on Saturday, but you can only beat what's in front of you at the end of the day. So you know it's all props to the team for keeping on, keep on going until, until the last blow of the whistle. Definitely. I think there was <clears throat> obviously
0: a bit of eye raising about the team when the team came out. Um we kind of knew about Chebriah that he was I was surprised to see him on the bench, in all honesty, given given the news. Uh, that he'd suffered a loss during the week. We kind of had an idea that it would be Campbell coming in uh left wing back, but then also Rocky came back in for yep. Nohan Kenner and Jake Doyle. Jake Doyle, he's did this is shocking. For Henderson. I Hender, no, because Henderson, Henderson started.
1: Oh, and for Melkerson then.
0: Milkson, yeah, that's it. That was the change. I, I, do you know what? It went right in my head because Milkson was out the squad completely. Yep. So we went with what looked like a three-five-two. Obviously, up until so we got to around about the twenty-five minute mark. How did you feel that we were looking within that setup? Because so far we've kind of went with this four-three-three three, sort of narrow-ish formation at times this season.
1: Yeah. I was actually quite ha- uh, quite happy to see Josh Campbell in at left wing back because I thought he did well when he came on at wing back against St. Johnson on the opening day. Obviously he scored, um, but I felt that that was probably the strongest team that we could have put out with the personnel that we had available. Um, and then you know for the first for the first uh, few minutes, first twenty minutes or so before he changed it. I felt like we were just kind of coasting. We weren't causing Rangers any problems, but they weren't causing us any problems. You could see the dangers of Kent doing our right, uh, getting behind Cadden every time, but I, I felt like we were we had enough bodies in the middle of the park, in the middle of the box to deal with anything and it came across. And every time he tried to chop in, he lost the ball. And he wasn't really giving much of a threat apart from beating Cadden every time down that uh, left-hand side of there. So I was quite happy, but I wasn't I wasn't screaming on Johnson to change anything, to be honest. I was actually more surprised than anything when he did make the changes. Yeah, no, I thought like you say about Kent, Kent was getting sort
0: of he does the same to every defender. It's you know, he he just ambles towards him so he's got such a quick turn of pace, you know, he's he's incredibly agile and he can change directions so quickly. I think yeah. there was only one real opportunity where Tom Lawrence, I think it was, had the ball right practically in almost in the same situation as what Sancho did last night for Man United, mm-hmm. and he for some reason he decided to pass it, and I think we got off with one there, but I mean I didn't think it was it was as bad as Lee Johnson obviously did because he changed it, within about twenty eight minutes where he took off Paul Hanlon and uh, Ewan Henderson and brought on. Um, Chabi and this is shocking. Who else did he bring on?
1: He brought on Chabi and he brought
0: on Deutsch. Deutsch, that was it. Jesus God, man, this, my memory's all memory is is terrible. Having a bad yeah, day so today, Craig. it and then obviously went to the back four with uh, Deutsch through the middle with Yuan and Boyle either side of him. I thought initially that it, that change actually made us worse. Because yeah. it felt like the team were they'd they'd obviously set up it so it wasn't as if it was like for like and try, sort of trying and fit in system wise. I think maybe for the first couple of minutes it was and then eventually as Chabi went further out to the left back, Campbell sort of pushed more inside in the centre midfield. But it still it still didn't feel I don't think Deutsche touched the ball much in the first half. And it's frustrating because I, you think that up against that Rangers defence, who are not great defensively, putting Doidge right on either Goldson or Sands and having Ewan and Boyle playing off of them would have been the right thing to do. But it seemed as if for the rest of the first half we were just, like you said, it was just coasting. There yeah, I feel like we be... were
1: a little bit. I can see what Johnson was trying to do. I was actually watching the 9125 analysis earlier on when I was having a shite. And um, <laughs> and I, I I don't know the guy's name that that runs it, but he was talking about the the system change when uh, Ellie Yuan and Martin Boyle went out wide. It was because the players that we had out wide weren't getting past the the wingers to then attack the fullbacks, and that's where we spoke about last week is where we're going to get joy is is attacking those fullbacks because yeah they're good going forward, but defensively. You know there's questions to be asked I felt like he changed it and I could see what he was trying to do I don't think the players really understood um, mid game or maybe it was just kind of lost in translation a little bit but um, you know second half it was it was different but of course we've got to talk about him um, a couple of penalty shouts
0: before uh, we get on to the
1: second half eh? I think it was brave
0: of Johnson so obviously he, I mean, he's far more qualified to to see what's happening during the game than what we are. And the fact that he's changed it so early does give me cause for optimism. You know, it's yeah. not like he's going to sit on his sit on his arse and just sort of oh wait and wait and get till half time. That's obviously not in his psyche. He wants it to be, you know, if it's not working, he wants to change it as soon as he possibly can. Um but aye, before the change happens. We'll just we'll just kinda of quickly cover them because the the Rocky Bashiri one where the, the free kick gets flighted in and um there's a coming together between Rocky and Tavernier. Yeah. I don't
1: remember a lot of shouts at the time. No, I c I can't even remember the incident. I walk, from where I from where I was sitting, it's kind of difficult to see what's going on and what's happening inside that box anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but at the time there wasn't an awful lot of shouts around me for a penalty. Uh looking at it back though I'm, I I just don't know I I don't think either are penalties. Yeah, I think to be honest. The the rocky one is heightened by the fact that Rangers
0: get given the penalty that they do. Mm -hmm. And then the argument comes out. I mean, I've seen that uh, Dermot Gallagher was on Sky Sports News yesterday talking about it. And, you know, he says that because Hanlon's got his arms on Tavernier, that that negates the foul on Rocky because it's, you know, they almost cancel each other out. But what he fails to speak about is the fact that Tavernier's got a handful of Rocky's jersey before Hanlon's even near him. The only yeah. thing for me is that I think the contact initially starts outside the box.
1: I f- I it's thought that very, as
0: well. It's ve- I, I think depending on, obviously, we've not got the benefit of the Premier League TV cameras that sort of capture it from almost every angle. So you, you have to try and go by what you see from the main stand side camera. But I, I didn't think it was... I didn't actually think it was in
1: the box. I thought I read, similar. On well, looking I, at it back, I, I don't still... think actually. I don't think the contact starts inside the box. I think he gets a handful of his jersey. They take a few steps, and Rocky turns, and then he pulls him then, down in the box, and then he pulls yeah. him down. But I think that you know half of the ba- half of it is Tavernier pulling him down, but Rocky's probably out of balance, off balance when he's running in and he's turning and then jumping like that. It's when he's got someone on his back, he's probably off-balance anyway, so he'll go down a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But Michael Stewart was saying, if you give those penalties, and you need to give 100 every week.
0: Yeah, and I think, as you can see from certainly the games down south, is that they're trying to let the games flow a bit better. They're trying to stop picking up on these refills, which is fine, but it's it's just that level of consistency. Yeah. Because it comes to, obviously, then it's forty four minutes, you know, we're we're getting to half time. We've no laid a glove on them, they've no really laid a glove on us. It was it was a sort of back it wasn't a it wasn't a poor game. But it was one of the games where it feels like a lot's happening but nothing's really happening. Nah I get you. Um, and then obviously Porteous gives the ball back to Marshall and Cholak tries to turn and, and run in obviously just to close Marshall down. I mean the ball's never going to be in his possession. And Rocky just sort of puts his arm round his waist. Now, again, for me, I'd, I, un- I understand the argument that, that people are having is that if Rocky's putting his hands on him, he gives the referee a decision to make. However, the way that Cholak hits the deck is nothing short of embarrassing. The no, way, but I mean the way that Rocky touches them, I can only compare it to right. See when you're trying to squeeze past somebody in a boozer, and you put your arm like you know you're like oh cheers, mate. You kind of pat that like you yeah, try and get like you you almost put their put your hands on their hips to sort of like slide past them. That's the only way, I can, and there's there's no way that that level of contact that Rocky has given entitles Cholak to hit the deck the way that he does.
1: No, I agree. I do agree with every every bit of what you're saying. Although the main thing for me is, why does Rocky even do it in the first place? What is yeah. I, I don't understand why he's throwing his arms out, and it's not aggressive. And obviously, any contact that Cholak feels feels contact, he'll go down. It's a striker's game, and chance getting a penalty. You either get a penalty or a yellow card, um, for diving. So I mean, it's it's silly from me. For me, from Rocky, but you know, it's. I've seen it back. I, I do think that there's contact there, and he goes down. I mean, is it a penalty? I think it's. You're no. There's no one that you're screaming for, but you'd be happy if you got it. It's it's a really difficult. It's weird because people are saying, "Aye, it's no fill, but it's a penalty. Or it's a penalty, but it's no fill." You know what I mean? It's a it's a really decisive. A divisive uh, topic. Yeah, at it's the almost it's almost like it could be, it's like it could be
0: a free kick in the box, but not think, a penalty. I Do you think know what I mean? They... Like it's, it's one of those ones where it's you know I hate this argument. If it's anywhere else in the park, it's a foul. Football pitch is nah, the same. Back to front. Yeah. If it's a foul in one area, it should be a foul in the other area. But yeah. I don't even think that that type of foul. I think if that happens on the halfway line, or sort of just inside your own half the ref's waving at the player telling them to get up because Rocky yeah, Rocky had him in his pocket for the first half mm-hmm. Cholak never got a sniff and you could tell the longer the half went on the more irritated that Cholak was getting and the more animated he was getting that he was getting nothing out of the referee yeah um, so obviously Rocky gives away the penalties
1: uh, I th- just but just remember I think it's one of those ones that 100 referees could watch it 50 of them would give it 50 of them wouldn't they yeah I think with VAR it
0: doesn't happen I don't think I think when VAR comes in that that gets waved away I wonder if there's going
1: to be new camera angles though, because the camera angles that we saw that were taken at Easter Road I don't know if they're going to put any new ones in because they still weren't that great for looking at that incident
0: you'd have to think so there's only
1: a couple of angles
0: Um, but anyway we go in 1-0 down at half time undeservedly so I felt um, But Come at Come at the blocks We start the second half Josh Campbell Gets the ball In that sort of left Almost the left wing back area That he was playing in In the first half And I hate to say I told you so But we spoke Last Thursday And I said The area that we should attack Is that area Between the centre half And the full back Whether it be Goldson and Tavernier Or Sands and Barisic And Campbell plays a, like the weight of the pass is absolutely perfect. It's superb. There's an argument that Ewan was offside. I think it was incredibly close. Either way, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think. I think in those ones, they always say you give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Um. So he's either level or he's he's either just on or just off. Um. I thought he'd held on to it for too long. Hmm. Almost similar to. The Derby, I thought he'd he'd taken that extra touch, but then that's why I'm sitting up in the stands, paying four hundred quid a year to watch it, and they're on the park doing it because he's timed it perfectly and Boyle does what he does best, and he gets in between the centre halves and pokes it past McLaughlin to go one all.
1: It was a really well worked goal actually. Um, massive uh, props to Josh Campbell because he he kind of skips a challenge in the middle of the park before he slips it through to Yuan uh, he, well and... he doesn't
0: skip it he, he puts his foot in and actually wins it I think it's I can't even remember who it was was it
1: maybe Matondo, Robbie Matondo? who cares who cares who it was um, but it's, uh, it's been slipped through to El Yuan who I think does excellently in those wide positions especially at the byline even when he's not got the ball his work rate is is absolutely superb and is footwork as well to keep it so close, and then to pick out Boyle again, and for Boyle to tap at it home, it's, it was a really good goal. It was a, a a good one to watch. It's probably one of the best ones that we've scored this season in terms of making it and making the play rather than you know just like counter in or anything like that. So I was I was really happy when we scored it. I was I was absolutely buzzing, screaming. Uh, I think
0: it, it just goes to show you how easy it actually is to score a goal. You know, because it's yeah, exactly. from Campbell winning it, playing it to you and you and dribbling ball Like Whereas, you know, when you compare it to last season, we're going side to side to side to side to side. All it takes is for that one, you know, and that's came from, admittedly, someone who you wouldn't think or class as being in, entirely creative. But Campbell. Yeah, well, we, we
1: talked about that last week as well, didn't we?
0: he's put the ball into an area where Tavenier can't get it and golton can't come for it. Yeah. Um then. Okay, yeah, no, it was. And then, sort of the only time we really got cut open was the, the Rangers' second goal for Tom Lawrence. I mean, you could... I was... Obviously, I've got a higher vantage point than you being in the famous five-upper, so you kind of get a better overall view of the game for that, you know, for that higher angle. And as soon as... As soon as uh, Kent received the ball, I turned to Alfie and I said, they're going to score. Because you, you could tell for the way that the game had opened up to that point where Barisic had made the run down the left. So if Kent decides to drive at goal, Cadden's snookered either way because it's two against one. Um, And then you've got, you know, I think Newell, Joe Newell fails to track Lawrence's run. He seems to be a bit flat-footed. As soon as that one-two yeah. one, two is made, the Lawrence is already at a point where he's he's going to be meeting, meeting the ball at pace. You know, it's not yeah. going to be as if the cross comes in and he's he's standing jump. He's running onto it. And to be fair, it's one of the goals that aesthetically is quite pleasing, you know, a one-two cross bang goal. Um, but again, I felt we were unlucky to go in uh, to be finding ourselves 2-1 down. We didn't... I mean, t- to, my, to my memory, that's the only time that Rangers really cut us open.
1: Yeah. Um, it was disappointing just so quickly after we'd scored as well. Um, but it was one of those moments there. When you play Rangers and Celtic, they have these moments, don't they, when they can just click and everything just turns on for them. And it, that was one of those moments. And I don't think, you know, what whatever anyone did... You know, Marshall never had a chance. It was a great run by Lawrence. Unfortunately, Joe Newell was just a little bit too slow in getting to him. Um, the ball was too high for Pochett to clear at the front post. So it's, uh, it's just one of those ones, I think. And it's it's frustrating, yes, but at the same time, we are sitting here talking about that's the only time Rangers really cut us open. Yeah, they scored twice, but one of them was from a, from a set piece. So if we can... Limit to Rangers with to one clear cut chance every time we play them. We're going to be in for a really good season. Yeah, but then you you counter that by that they only needed
0: one chance, and I think they had yeah. two shots on target the entire game, and they scored for both of them. So uh, we're 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 given a lifeline. John Lundstrom red card. Obviously, at the time, you're screaming for it because it it looks again, for where I am, it looks as if he's just lunged in and caught him. It looked bad but in real hind- time. Hindsight of re- replays, it's one of those typical you know, take one for the team type fouls. Yep. Now, my own opinion is that it's it's not a red card, but it should be a red card. Like, yeah, yeah, si- no, like no, you said in the chat, it's, it's not, the laws of the game are are pretty clear in that that kind of I don't think it was excessive force. I don't think he's went in to injure, you know, he's not um went to injure Boyle. You could you could argue that by running at pace, a slight clip like that could have injured Boyle on the way down, but I don't think that's you know, Lundstrom's first thought isn't, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him here. His first thought is fuck, he's away. I need to yeah. try and stop him.
1: So I think I'm in the same camp as you, but for me it's a red all day long because he's a horrible Rangers bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, we'll no will not try and be objective
0: about this I <laughs> uh, no, I no, just, that. no, no, I just think that it's and there was this talk about the, the Doyle Hayes challenge, um, which when you look at it. <laughs>
1: That one does look
0: bad Almost
1: looks I, I was expecting him to walk To be honest
0: Yeah he, he, it, To me It looks as if he catches him On the ankle Again That's yeah. just Dependent on The speed of the replay That you see Because everything looks worse When it's slowed down mm-hmm. um, I think Doyle Hayes Saving grace Is that the ball Was there He was just late lunch and I think Had no intention Of going for the ball And that's where my argument is If you've got no intention Of going for the ball it should be a sending off.
1: Yeah, I think also that was before column. I feel, lost the game. He lost the game when he awarded the penalty. And I yeah. think it maybe got in his head a little bit. And then he's seen that challenge from on He's seen it from behind. And um, Boyle was away. He's maybe thought it was worse than it was. And he's shown the red card. And then he's just continued to kind of lose the plot. But I, I do think that Alfredo Morelos was a clear send-off because he goes for Chibra twice and kicks oh.
0: him. Hi, there's an instance where he trips him up beforehand. Yeah, um, and then he does. I think the first one is, I'm going to get, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right, and say that he's just feeling for him. But the second one, he, because there was a there was a question of you know when you if you throw an elbow, you close your fist to get a proper. You know, mm. it doesn't feel the same doing that as it does that. For the benefit of those listening, I'm just making a fist and <laughs> not with my, with my right hand. But he, <laughs> he catches him with the forearm and he swinging. It's not as if he's putting it out to feel, he actually nah, he swings swiping. it. And it just, once again, it's just pure idiocy for Morelos. I mean, he's. He's had so many of their brain farts and it's not as if it was bad enough that they were, you know, it wasn't as if he was taking them down to 10 men. He was taking them down to nine, which exactly. then caused the 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 weirdest 15, 20 minutes of a game I think I've ever been at. Where oh, Rangers, I agree. where I think Rangers took off Matondo and brought on a young centre half. Uh, Stephen Davis ended up coming on as well and they just sat with a bank of five and a bank of three and went, come on then trying yep. to break us down and you could see the headlines after the game oh no you know how struggle to defeat nine man rangers but defending against nine you, well, you're, attacking against
1: nine
0: ah you, you're you ah, sorry you're, you're attacking against nine nine bodies in a nine very defensive s- bodies as well in a small confined area it's not easy to, I mean it's, it's it's hard enough to break it down when you've got you no, know, if you if you think a typical a typical game, you could have four or five players attacking. So you're when uh, so defending against four or five. So when you then get the ball on the turnover, and get up the park, you're attacking against four, five or six, and sometimes yeah. even that's hard to get through. So by putting the eight bodies plus the keeper behind the ball, it was. You could tell it was difficult. I mean, I think we'd done the right things. We didn't panic. We didn't try to rush it. We kept moving the ball from side to side, looking for the opportunities. chebria was putting in a good few balls, but again, there was a there was a point where, similar to the Hearts game with Rocky, where Lewis Miller had the Lewis Miller had the header that yeah. was right at McLaughlin that he saved, and I thought I just again I was like,
1: "I thought that was it. That it. was it. That's it. Game over." I kept thinking. To be fair, I was, I was quite. Adamant that we were going to score, but I, I did say to my old man, "I went, it's going to take something special to get through this year because we're not just going to waltz through. There's nine of them sitting back and, and defending the goal, if you include the goalie. But it just felt like every time the Rangers cleared it there was no one up, there was no one up top, and it was always running through to Portchess or Marshall, who was basically sitting on the halfway line at this point. Yeah, and that gave me fears, <laughs> flashbacks to absolute fear of the Euros." Yeah, I know, but um, I know it's it's difficult, like you say, to break down teams that have had one man sent off. Never mind two men sent off. Josh Campbell spoke about that, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of these. Eh? I was the same as you. I kind of thought, at at one point, oh, here we go. It's going to be nine man Rangers, win against Hibson. It's going to be one of them but thankfully thankfully it was a uh, it was big Joshi who saved the day
0: uh it was a great great ball forbraya um Dodge who's been quite
1: maligned recently obviously knocks the ball down and see for that you wouldn't be surprised if dodge who's out of confidence out of form tried to make himself the hero and try and steer that header towards goal you wouldn't have blamed him for that. Yeah. I mean, you probably would have moaned at him and been like, fucking pass the ball, man. But um, you wouldn't have blamed him if he'd have tried to make himself the hero. Yeah. But he's, he's nodded it back out towards Campbell, who's absolutely lashed it. It's, and I say he's lashed it, he's not actually. He's taken it down with a really good touch, hit it on the half volley, hit it really sweet. If he's scuffed Thanks. it or no, it doesn't matter. I think he's... I mean, you watch it back... It seemed
0: to take an age to go in. It kinda looked like even, even the even the bout like even as he's taking the touch on the chest, the bounce up seemed to take ages. And he's I think if he hits it any other way, it goes right in McLaughlin's arms or it ends up beside me. Yeah. Because you watch the you watch the replay and it just seems to slowly go into the net. And I mean I think as we sort of start to wrap up on this week's episode, um, I think we should give a lot of props to Josh Campbell because he has been the target of an incredible amount of stick from supporters, from pundits, from here, there and everywhere. You know, I don't think there was many Josh Campbell... Supporters out there, but given how he's you know he's impacted, he's he's basically you know out of the five points that we've got, he's been responsible directly for four of them. Yep. You know, th- two goals, one assist. You know, he's he's slowly becoming quite an important player. In, mm-hmm. this, in this Lee Johnson team, and he did him talk after the game as well. You know, he's a massive Hibs fan. It means the world to him. I think people should maybe just start to lay off him a
1: bit. I think everyone... I mean, you always seem to critique the players who have come through the academy a little bit more. And I don't know why, but it's just a a thing that football fans do. And, you know, I've been guilty of it. I've, um, you know, slated Josh Campbell numerous times in the past, something that I'm not very proud of. Um when it comes to now but I I spoke about it last week about how I've done a face turn and I'm now a you know a big fan of Josh Campbell I don't think the players that we had last season and the system that we played last season under any of the managers that we had really suited them I feel like now with the players that we've got and the system that Lee Johnson wants to play and where he's playing them suits them a little bit more and it's it's going to tell, I think, and he is going to be a big player for us. I think the issue was obviously we played when he played against Rangers at Hamden,
0: he was almost played in the ten, and then under Maloney he was almost played like a six, and I yeah. just think it, it was easy. It was easy for people to scapegoat him because of how how poor last season was, but um he was hoping that you know this this sort of. Game, you know, this sort of result can be a catalyst to you know for us to start the game well for a change.
1: Yeah, no, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me.
0: Um, right before we wrap up, let's go through a couple of questions. We've only got a couple of minutes left, so we'll go to Liam Riley first because he cried at us the last time and never answered his question. <laughs> Um apart from the standard pie, what other kiosk items from up and down the country do you rate highly? Not necessarily just in the Prem. I wouldn't get anything else other than a pie. So
1: I like a pizza twist. The pizza mm. twist that you rode last season was good. I I don't think I've had anything other than that. Although there's some good pictures on that footy scram Twitter, like a like Chinese munchie boxes in that
0: mm-hmm. football. I think uh, this one for Callum, we've already sort of covered. Uh, Seeing it was really impressed with Johnson's bravery to make two big subs after half an hour on Saturday to allow a change of shape. What's your thoughts again? I've said I'm quite happy with that. Um, it shows think, that yeah. he's, you know, he, he's not just going to sit on his arse and be like, "Oh, we'll get to half time and we'll change it." If he's if something's not working, he's he's no, you know, he's not asked at who he upsets if it, as long as it benefits the team. Exactly. Um,
1: if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle,
0: so I'm happy with that. Yeah, and Stuart Stuart Anderson posted on the back of that. He says he, he agrees totally. Subbing Hamlin at that point was uh, was a big call. He's very impressed by the management team. It's like chalk and cheese compared to Ross, where everyone could see he was flogging a dead horse in games and didn't know how to change it. Just quickly as well, for uh, Callum out of ten, how do you rate our start to the league season?
1: Out of ten, I would say a seven. Because I would have expected us to beat Levy. I'll go a six and a half purely based
0: on the Levy, the Levy result. Um, that's that's a that was a sore one. So I want to take. Uh, Especially
1: now after we've got a point against Rangers and a point against Hearts. Game against Levy feels like a really missed opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Billy, our old pal Billy Sterling... Uh,
0: Johnson said to the BBC that we need two ready-made players to come in what positions do you think he's talking about also it was mentioned I mean, some outgoings first who will be shown the door to make way for these two signings well, I, I covered
1: would, this last week hey, so. yeah,
0: I would say dodge I think Deutch, and I think also I think I said Campbell as well but that was going on what other people said because I'm a sheep I'm going to follow what other people said <laughs> um, I do think position wise centre half and centre midfield is what he's looking for
1: yeah, I think Doig is is probably one who's on his way out, uh, and I, I agree with you. Centre half and centre midfield. Looks like that Luke McCormick and there's a boy for Swindon as well. Harry McCordy, that's him. Harry McCordy, yeah. Uh, who have been linked with so? I've I've not. I don't know anything about either of them. But get them in. Hibs class. Yep. Exactly. So that will wrap up
0: episode 5 of the Hibs Ramble. we might be back during the week um, to do a St Mirren preview uh, because there's still a lot can happen between now and Friday we didn't want to record something to put out for it to be a total load of shite and actually have no relevance to the game whatsoever Um, but if you can just keep following us on all our socials at the Hibs Ramble across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube but also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts but if that's any other orders of business or will that do us for this week Liam?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Apart from what you're having for your tea, uh, I don't know because I've got football training tonight. So, oh, I'll probably just get something when I get home. Fair enough. What about you? I don't actually know. Well, like I say, I'm on a health kick, so it's probably going to be something bland and tasteless. But you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm miserable. Like lately. your personality. Ha ha ha! Not happy with that, Craig. Not happy with that comment
0: you know I love totally you anyway everybody thanks for listening and we'll see you all again soon
1: cheers see you later, guys thanks for listening